yesterday for some reason. So I thought that was like, is that why? But no, 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 no. <laughs> that, wouldn't, that wouldn't affect it. Yeah. It was me as usual. <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh man. Uh, not like a, <laughs> it's, it's been like a, an annoying week <laughs> so far. Um, it's been an uh, annoying year so far. Well, it's been an annoying year. It's been an annoying year so far. It was an annoying year last year. And it's been an annoying week in the, what is it? This Is it the third week of the year already? I, I don't even know. Um, nah, it's just annoying, like, health stuff that's, like, not, like, terrible, but, like, something that's going to be, like, super inconvenient <laughs> real soon. Really? Back day. Yeah, so I um, so I went to, so I went so I went to my uh, uh, doctor on Monday because I want to do like just like a, a wellness visit and then also like renew prescriptions like my uh, blood pressure medication and um, yeah and uh, it was literally the night before I'm like sitting down in my bed and I'm like why does it hurt to sit right now <laughs> like this is fucking weird. And then like, um, and then in the morning I got up for the appointment. I was just like, it still kind of hurts when I sit, like what the fuck is going on? And then I literally like, <laughs> this is going to be kind of TMI, but whatever. I basically like pressed like my butt cheek, <laughs> pressed my butt cheek and I was like, what the, why is it hurt? And I felt like a knot and I was like, what the fuck is this? Right? Oh, wow. I didn't like, it was literally like, like, the doctor's appointment was for the blood pressure medication, blood work and all this stuff. And then it was literally the night before I feel this. And then that morning up, I was like, okay, well, I probably yeah. should let him know what this is. I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I'm already like WebMDing, Googling, like everything. I was like, not bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, it was a bad idea. So then I'm already like, like not super happy because I like don't want to, like I'm, I'm not super squeamish about needles, but like, I'm not a huge fan of like getting blood drawn. So I knew I was going to like psyching myself up for that. But then, um, but then I was like, oh, fuck, now I got to tell them about this. So I went, so I go to the appointment and then I'm like, and they're like, oh, everything looks good. And, and then I was like, oh, um, by the way, <laughs> so yeah. yesterday, like I felt something like, like, like literally like right on the corner of my ass cheek and I don't know what it is I don't think it's a boil but <laughs> but I'm just trying to figure out and they're like oh, okay well you need to like undress from the bottom and we'll like see what's going on and yeah. then, so then they pressed and they were like okay so this is probably a I'm, I hope I'm, I'm saying it right a lipoma or lipoma uh which is basically Lymph or a lipoma. Lymph like, oh, lymphoma okay. No, lipoma. No, not lymphoma. Okay. <laughs> lipoma would be so much more worse. Oh uh, no, lipoma is like L-I-P-O-M-A. So it's like a fatty oh, okay. tumor. Um, it's potent and they're usually benign, but um, but they were like, we think this is what it is, but you're gonna need to like go to imaging to like really figure out. So like wow. they so they gave me uh so they gave me a, a referral to a radiologist who actually was able to see me that day because I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to go like go back out again and do this. But like somebody was available like that afternoon. Um right. so I just made the appointment. I was like, yeah, I can be there in an hour. Um That's cool. then, then, uh, yeah, which was great because I don't want to prolong this. So like I so I went and got seen 
and um, they did the ultrasound and like I, I they weren't going to have the results for like another like day or two anyway but then yeah. um, they faxed it to my PCP and then he called back and he was like yeah so it it, it is a lipoma and it, it looks like it's hmm. benign which is good but because of where it is and because you you know you're putting pressure on it when you sit on it um, yeah. it's probably going to have to come out and I was like Great. So, um, so then I had to meet with a surgeon today and it was basically, I've had like five, four or five different people look at my ass in the span of like three or four days. It's a new year. Get, get out there and start. <laughs> not, not people that I want to look at my ass, <laughs> just doing it out of necessity. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I went to see a surgeon today um wow. and then they did another like mini ultrasound um without the gel which i appreciated because that was fucking weird because it's, it's basically like the same thing that they put on like a pregnant woman's stomach except it's like on your ass so that was like weird um so <laughs> but this time he didn't they didn't use that for whatever reason today and so they were like all right so like hmm. yeah you're gonna have to get it taken out like like we could knock you out for it. and I was like no don't knock me out for this don't but they're basically gonna um I guess numb me like in, in that spot and then they're gonna do liquid stitches which I don't know I've gotten surgery before and I don't think what I had were liquid stitches so I don't know what the hell that means or how you know you know what's the likelihood that it would open up um, what, what's the likelihood that liquid stitches would open up the same way that like regular stitches would like I don't I don't know anything about that but it's just I'm a little concerned because of where it is and like infection control and all that shit it's not like it's just something that's like on the outside of my arm it's like near my yeah. ass also <laughs> so so I'm a little concerned about that but um, but they're supposed to like call me back and be like like which Tuesday do you want to do it because you could only do it on a Tuesday um, or this particular guy can only do it on Tuesday, but um, but yeah, I've just been bummed out. Um, well, I'm bummed out one because they're gonna have to cut into my ass at some point in the next month or so, whenever this is scheduled. But the other reason I'm bummed about it is because um, uh, I tend to like this is like not the like first mass or random mass that I've like grown that's luckily been benign, but like kind of been like a pain in the ass, like like literally. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally painting ass. So I, so last year I had like a, what was it? I guess it wasn't a tumor, it was a cyst. So I had like, yeah. like a baseball size cyst, like in my boob and they didn't, luckily they didn't have wow. to cut that out, but they drained it. So they basically stuck yeah. like a big needle in it and then like took out somewhere like around like two and a half ounces of fluid. Like it was big, like, like from yeah. a distance you would never know I had anything that big in my breast but like but if you saw it like but if I just took my bra off you'd be like oh that's clearly there's something wrong <laughs> yeah. like when I, when I like when I first went to the surgeon to that which by the way I didn't know they were gonna stick a needle in my boob that day I thought it was just like a oh we'll just like check it out and then the next time you come we'll do something it was like no we're gonna do it now and I was like oh oh all right I wasn't fucking ready for that but <laughs> but um were they yeah, were yeah. they draining it to test it like a biopsy or were they draining it to treat it they were draining it to treat it so the idea was to oh. collapse it 
So they were trying right. to take out as much fluid as possible. And then the idea was, or what they were hoping was that it would be uh, flattened enough where, you know, hopefully it wouldn't, you know, refill because because um, that is possible. Like, you know, I have, like, I got a cyst, another cyst in the other breast the year before that. And that was too small for them to like drain or do anything, but it might yeah. be getting bigger now. Um, so, or it feels like it's getting bigger. So I'm Holy supposed shit. to go get like a mammogram. Not Thankfully not this fucking Monday because I don't want to get caught in a snowstorm, but I'm supposed to get one, I think like two Mondays from now. And then I guess they'll figure out whether or not they're growing back and they got to do it. Like, so it's like weird. Cause it's like, <laughs> Like those, I'm at this point, I just been used to them growing in my breast because I had to get surgery when I was like a teenager to yeah. get stuff taken out. So it's always been like this benign, luckily benign stuff, but like still annoying stuff because they either had to surgically remove it or they had to drain it or whatever. But this is the first time I had something other than like a growth that was not breast related. And the reason I'm kind of concerned about it is because my mom has been having issues with cysts growing. Luckily, they've been denied, <laughs> but she's yeah, same thing. yeah, the same thing. So I don't know if it's like, like, well, I know for sure it's genetic because when I had the fourth breast thing, my mom was like, oh, I used to get those. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that when I was like 19? Yeah. Freaking out. And I had to come like, I don't know why she didn't say it then. But by the fourth one, she was like, oh, yeah, I used to get these all the time. And I was like, really? That <laughs> way too late on that. Um, <laughs> but like, but a couple of years ago, um, she had to get. Um, it's really serious surgery. She had like two cysts that were like one was like embedded in her liver, and then the other one was oh. like the size of like they told me it was the size of a volleyball, which I was like, that doesn't look like that anywhere inside of my mom. But this is what the doctor told me after her surgery, and um, so she and she also had one on her brain, which luckily shrunk since the last year. And she did the mom thing where she waited an entire year to tell me she had a cyst on her brain yeah yeah <laughs> until she was like oh by the way yeah. uh i'm going to get this thing checked out again but also the brain thing i was like so i was the like brain not, thing? yeah i it, was like what is that <laughs> it's so weird how they do it too like she tried to sneak it by you just like we would do with like report cards or whatever right that's what my mom my mom did that same shit like she had a stroke and uh like the same type of stuff too she oh you know i had broke she had she tried to hide it oh she did the same God. thing she did the same thing your mom did she she did the you know you know i had a stroke last year so <laughs> i have to it's like no no you i didn't know that no i did not know that <laughs> try to, why do they i don't understand why they do that to us no i don't get it either it's like i i well i i get I kind of get why because I'm pretty sure the reason that they if it's not guilt it's because they don't want you to worry they don't it's, want us I to worry like it's, yeah it's either it's one or the other I think in in my mom's case it was I don't want her to worry about this for a year but I would have rather known about that for yeah. a year than to find out literally before she was supposed to get I think she was supposed to get like a cat scan for it so she was telling me like literally like a day or two before she was supposed to get a cat scan Right. The brain and then also her liver, because unfortunately that's growing back again, but not to the at the mm. rate that the other one was. But yeah. but yeah, but it, it's just one of those things where it just 
when I got the, the fatty tumor on my ass, I was just like, okay, right, well, how many more of these things am I going to get based off of what's happening yeah. with my mom right now? Because, you know, when she got the surgery a couple of years ago, like I didn't tell a ton of comics this, but she almost died during that surgery because yeah. they like nipped an artery when she was like, when they were trying to get into the one that was embedded in her liver. And so instead mm. of doing like a, I guess what's well, a laparoscopic surgery where they just kind of like go in kind of stealthily and like try to like get it out like without like minimal incision when she started bleeding out they basically had to like rip her open from like yeah. <laughs> the breast to down to, like, to fix it you know yeah. so so yeah so I was just like I would like to I would like to not experience something like that I mean my mom is like twice as old as I am so like that the even if something like that about happen, mom's yeah, age would be yeah about yeah. a mom's age right yeah about a mom's age i mean it's not for not everybody <laughs> no <laughs> but um but but yeah so it just had me thinking like um shit like what's what's down the road for me you know yeah. like this shit's already starting i haven't told my mom yet about this yet i was probably gonna tell yeah. her after the podcast but um yeah, so that's why I've been like kind of in a shitty mood. So <laughs> <laughs> we we're not we don't hang out like we don't talk, so I wouldn't know either way. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, no, because I think I I think I said in the email that I was yeah. like, it's not, it's not gonna be <laughs> like I'm it's not, not gonna, gonna be workshop anything. But, <laughs> but what's funny? <laughs> what's funny is okay. So when I started doing this, and we can. I don't know what part you want me to keep. Just let me know what part I can cut out or if yeah. all of it you want me to cut out, but uh, we're just talking now. But I tr I do these, uh, or when I send out the email to everybody, um, before that, I would try to get, I tried to get Elahe and I tried to get uh, Frankie mm -hmm. and I just wasn't able to, to get them on for mm -hmm. just my regular podcast right yeah literally after i sent the email to everybody i've gotten frankie on twice and i got <laughs> and me and alahe did one last week so oh. <laughs> it's like so that's how you get women on your podcast is because i feel like they're and i made a I make a joke about it like it's like i'm trying to date them like they can <laughs> they won't nail down a date <laughs> to, a day to talk to me for an hour or whatever yeah but um uh and you're the third woman. So actually there's been more, but somebody, one of my, one of the listeners was like, no women. And I was like, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> they keep canceling. They're women are very, uh, uh, what's the word flaky. So I had to be, I had to keep getting Russ green on. <laughs> <laughs> I've had him on like five times. Did he, did he talk about his naked glistening ass and like the last I don't know the last time you talked to Russ did you see did you see those photos on Instagram I've purposely oh, tried <laughs> yeah yeah I mean he's got the Thursday email he got the Thursday email too but uh I, pur I purposely have been waiting because I've literally had him on like five six times mm -hmm. but uh we haven't talked since the glistening ass uh <laughs> photo I mean you know if you got it no 42 no. you know no, seriously, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming him for, for doing, like, yeah, it's, it was just surprise. Well, you know what? It should have been surprising because most of his IG stories are just like, like 
like half naked like black women yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i was like it was, at some point it was gonna happen so it have yeah been just every post it is 15 black women and then an inspirational uh post from james baldwin <laughs> and a poem by uh, amanda gorman and yeah. then uh 17 uh ig thoughts like <laughs> Okay, that's a, you know, it's interesting. You're putting content out there, I guess. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, we know his entire like social media plan at this point. So we, he knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, um, I mean, I follow. So if I go into, you know how you go into IG and then you have, you go through the, the, the little, uh, our, magnifying glass like search or whatever yeah mm -hmm. um <clears throat> you click on that and then like just everything pops up mm -hmm. and whatever you hit after that it'll take you down a rabbit hole of that right exactly so i click on one booty model <laughs> and it'll take me down the rabbit hole of booty models every <laughs> single one their post like by russ green like by <laughs> russ jokes like every post <laughs> like that's bold man that's yeah. bold to like all of them i mean that's like like that's like men on online dating where they just like just like yeah yeah yep. like <laughs> it is it, yeah we we are uh i mean we're visual creatures we like we like what that's that's how we gauge women is how they how they look and how happy they are <laughs> and um how uh uh cooperative they are and then <laughs> everything else like <laughs> do you did you ever did you listen to patrice patrice o'neill ever or did you like patrice o'neill um yeah I've, i mean i didn't listen to him religiously but yeah i know like some of his jokes and stuff yeah okay yeah that was one of his things of of like yeah if, he, if you can read good but if not i <laughs> i know how to <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, you know, it don't matter if you can, you know, how have you been faring in this, uh, climate besides the possible cancer? What, uh, <laughs> I mean, are you dating? Like, what's the situation? No, no, I'm not dating. I like, I got off the, I was only on one app before this started. Anyway, I was on Bumble. Um, yeah. uh, but when this stuff started, I was like, well, actually, because my phone was, the memory was like so low and like I was already kind of like crowded my phone with like all these videos and photos and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the time it rolled around to pandemic where our job was figuring out like COVID protocol and how we were supposed to get in the office, they were like, okay, no one take the Metro. Um, if you have a car, you're driving in. If you don't have a car, mm. I, I guess, I'm, I don't know if they were like paying for people's Ubers. I don't know what the hell, but they didn't want people on Metro and I live literally yeah. live five minutes away from Metro station. So, um, so then I was like, well, fuck, I need to figure out where I'm going to park because initially I wasn't sure if they were going to like reimburse us for parking. And so yeah. I was like, let me get on spot hero, but I need to delete an app to make room for spot hero. So mm -hmm. I delete it from <laughs> yeah. like, cause I was like, I don't want to, I also didn't want to deal with like the bullshit of like navigating like dudes that wanted me to like break quarantine or like risk my health 
like yeah. they're like I I didn't want to deal with that. So I was like, it's so so yeah, swapped out. I swapped out Bumble for Spot. You know? Jeez. <laughs> and Priorities. I yeah. And for all I, know, I the only thing I need to figure out is whether my profile, because I don't know if I, if by deleting, I don't know if deleting the app means you deleted your profile, because for all I know, it might still be floating out there. It's out there. Yeah, it's out but there. It's probably it, out there. Yeah, you have to deliberately go in and say either you may be logged off, so you might be okay, but you may pop it back, you may upload it again yeah, and then have and then be like three, yeah, and have three hundred. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't think that's how it does. That's not really how it works there. Cause it's like, I, I don't know if anybody matched until I swipe. So, or, or start swiping. Oh, that's people. true. So, oh, that's I, true. So, so I won't like, at least for that app, I won't be like, Oh my God, all these, like, no, like literally the only, the only messages I would get were from people I had already matched with before I had deleted the app and I highly yeah. doubt I'm anything's waiting for me in the inbox. So, <laughs> so I, so I think I'm, that, that might be, that might be, uh, a task but for the end of this month to re-download it just so I can delete it because I, I don't want anybody thinking that I'm especially people who I have told like I think I did like one zoom date with somebody who saw me at like a crybaby show like in Brightwood or something oh, and yeah. and it was like the dude was nice but it was just like I I don't I'm not vibing with him I don't think this can go anywhere yeah um, but uh, but I've had people find me that way sometimes. Like they're they're swiping, and because my IG is on it, like they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, I saw you in Mumble," and I'm like, "You did?" Like <laughs> like and yeah, sometimes when I get yeah, so sometimes when I get like random stuff like that, it's like, "Oh, th that might be how they saw me." I don't think it was because they saw me a big hunt or you know <laughs> reliable tavern or something. Like <laughs> they were swiping and they clicked on my social media, and that's what they saw. So yeah. Um, it's easy to stalk now. It's, I mean, it, but you still don't, like I wouldn't friend somebody. I've had some women friend me on Facebook that we matched with, like we matched a while back or whatever. And what, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And then I'll see them friending me. Uh, I'm like, who, wait a minute, I know you. <laughs> you still not married? Like. And you want to be my friend on Facebook? Like it's so. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a guy, so I don't. You know, I def I I match with them just for the numbers, but uh, <laughs> it's it just it's just strange to me that people go through, uh, like the the things that people do, but not hide it. Like I, I used to be a creep, and I would hide. <laughs> All of my, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is people people now will tell you straight out like, oh yeah, I stalked you on the, like what? That's not even, just where's your, where's your honor? Where's your, I mean, where's your shame? Like let that leak out later. Like if you actually yeah. end up dating or end up in something serious, maybe like, yeah. okay, confession. Like don't, like don't start out. Yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> People are just that open with their, oh, I stalked you on this, and then I saw you here, and so I looked at all of these videos of you, and then I saw this thing, and I, and. Well, that's what happens on IG now. Like, it'll be, like, some random person who, mm -hmm. sometimes it might be, like, they 
saw me tagged in something else and they wanted to see who was and then like they'll just like 20 things in a row and i'm like yeah and like deep dive into shit i'm like yeah. this is from 2017 like why are you yeah, man you, you can back tell man you can you could tell they go back you like you like this pic that's like my first picture like <laughs> You so you went all the way. You know how you go on IG to look at somebody's uh, uh, profile just to you look at a few. You don't go all, all the, way the way through. To the yeah, yeah. It, it's just you know, yeah. just I'm just amazed at how open people are with their creepiness. I just find it fascinating. Um, but I'm a dude, so a lot of you know when women say it to me, I'm like, oh, that's that shows interest. <laughs> but I could never do that, you know. It's just, uh, um. So are you guys? So you guys are still going in. Um. By the way, just a quick introduction. This is Natalie McGill uh, joining me. We've known each other for years. We have been doing comedy around uh, DC area for years, and um, <clears throat> this is probably the longest conversation we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> We, <laughs> we're very friendly, which is funny. I, I think a lot of people have that type of relationship with me where we don't talk, but when we see each other, it's always friendly. Right. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I know, you know, but I don't, I don't know if it's because I don't talk to people usually, or, or if I'm not like a, a, a open book or whatever, but if people ask me a question, I'll talk to them right um but i don't know i don't know what it is i mean uh, i will say that i feel like because I've, yeah, I've i mean i've pretty much known you since i've been doing it so like but i feel like the last really? year or so like i felt like i like you feel like we we don't talk well this might be the longest we've ever talked like in one sitting but i yeah. feel like the uh, maybe as recently as a year or two ago i felt like we were talking a little bit more or it, there was I don't know I felt like there was more of an effort maybe like you know hey how are you doing what's up what's going on you know like beyond just the like hey and then just like keep going because if I yeah show and like people aren't saying or whatever like you know I don't know I I don't know if other people have noticed that but I felt like I noticed that with you so hmm. maybe it's uh it's uh um because I don't usually stay at shows long you know, I'll do I'll do my set and then, you know, I'm uh, I'm that out, be, but that might be why. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And then and I, I think a lot of comics are doing that same thing. You're doing multiple sets. You know, you pop in, do your set and bounce. But um, I think when I was going through my alcoholic phase, mm -hmm. I would do a set, drink, leave, do a do somewhere else, do a set, drink. And then so I was drinking every time. Oh, wow. And then, of course, I would start to get like, I'm feeling a little, a little buzzy, a little buzzy. <laughs> and so I had to start either drinking water or I have to get out of there and go right. somewhere else. And then I got older and I was like, why am I sitting out here? Like, I don't, why am I? <laughs> Everybody knows me, you know, why am I? I'm, I don't need to. <laughs> but um, you're also, uh, you know, you're you guys are writing for. Um, the RT, uh, Russian television. Mm -hmm. uh, what the, I forgot the name of the show. What's the name? Of the oh, show? Redacted Tonight. Redacted Tonight. That's right. Mm -hmm. RT, Redacted Tonight. It's uh, well, um, so I've known Lee Camp 
uh, sheesh, 15 years, I think. Yeah. Or I've known yeah. of Lee Camp. Yeah. And uh, he's always, he's been from the, he was from the area and uh, he's always been gone. Like he was always on the road. Mm-hmm. And then he had a viral moment on um, Fox News one. The Fox News one with Roseanne and Patrice O'Neill, actually. Yeah. And um, he was in the audience. And what's the guy's name? Paul Provenza, mm-hmm. his show. Um, and then he got, I guess he got the the lead anchor of uh, uh, Redacted Tonight. And you became one of the other anchors on the show. Yeah. like Is that years, how? Yeah, because the show started in 2014. Yeah. And, then, um, and I actually do remember meeting him when around the show time the show started. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a, he would every once in a while, like he and um, J-Pod, uh, Jonathan O'Donnell, would like show up to like. Yeah. And, um, and I was actually this really I don't think we would remember this, but I, I did like a set. And then after that, he like ended up giving me like his business card. And this was like, yeah, this was way this was literally two years before I was hired or anything like that. So yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, like this is nice, but I didn't know the next time I was gonna like see that dude. Um, but I and I used to would see John more often because I feel like he was showing up more often, was, like the mics and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. out of the two of them, like I saw JFOD by far the most. Um, but but yeah, I didn't, I wasn't anywhere close to being considered for writing for them until like summer of 2016 when Carlos Delgado who was on the show was leaving and then well he was moving to LA at the time now he's back in New York but when he was yeah on his way out that was when he asked me I think it was like at a show at Wonderland he was like are you interested in maybe applying for this and I was like yeah wow because I I was just surprised that somebody even thought that I I was surprised somebody would even recommend me to do it or or thought that I would be a good fit for it so come on well, I mean, I was, because it's like, because at that point I hadn't done any, you know, like, yes, it, it does, you know, exercise like my journalistic skills, which is like what I went to school for. Yeah. You know, but I never really did any like on camera or any of that stuff, you know, like it's, um, so that was definitely a learning curve when I started the job, you know, like yeah. trying to develop like an honor presence and mm-hmm. have teleprompters and you know, um, you know, writing scripts and like, other, like that was just like, up until that point, I'd just been writing articles, like just straight up news articles, yeah. you know, and then when I was done doing that, just going to a mic or, or show or something. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was definitely different. And like, sometimes I freak out on like, did I, for- I wonder if I forgot how to write an article after the show. <laughs> <laughs> which is like absurd because I think it's I think it's I was doing it for like 10 years before I got the job but it, but I've also yeah. been there for a little while too so sometimes I freak I'm like what if I forgot how to write a lead you know like I yeah. just have these thoughts sometimes you know but um do you think you'd be better at it now though after working at uh redacted tonight I don't know if I would be better at it I you know I think my fear was that like those skills would like recede or something you know because I'm not you know I'm not writing traditional article when I'm writing for that show like I'm, yeah you know I think I think the the skills that wouldn't recede are like you know you know the ability to like research and you know find sources and all that I, I think I didn't lose those skills but like you know synthesizing that into and also just because our show has like a very 
lefty slant, you know, mm -hmm. I think also trying to get back into that mindset of like, oh, like you need to be, you know, playing both sides right now, or you need to be fair, like totally fair and balanced. Like it cannot be yeah. one way, you know, whereas like a lot of the stuff that I do in the show, it's like, yes, like we have to do like our due diligence and our research, but there is, you know, usually a message at the end of it, you know, that is, you know, definitely more progressive than, you know, straight down the middle. So Yeah. That the the who's on who's so Carlos Delgado left mm -hmm. um and did Naomi Caravani was she working there when you got there or what yeah, she did she already, come there? Yeah she was already there by the time I started. So I basically okay. so I basically replaced Carlos. Um, okay. Yeah. And then it was it was me, me lead Naomi and John for for a minute. Um yeah. literally until um oh god, I guess was it March twenty nine yeah, I guess it would have been around February or March twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. Um so and then and then Anders didn't come in until have you met Anders yet? Anders Lee? Um uh yeah, I think I have, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, at big at big hunt. At big hunt, yeah, because I'm sure he was a big hunt yeah. a lot. So yeah. Um, yeah, so he didn't, I don't think he started, I don't think he came on board until September of 2019. So for okay. like the better part of 2019, it was just like me and Naomi every week, like doing something. Cause normally it's kind of like a rotational thing where you're, somebody rolls off, but then they do like the VIP show, like Lee's interview show. Yeah. Um, so, um, so it'll be one of us like doing a segment for that, you know? So, um, so yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, it's uh, it it's it's. I mean, I love Anders, so it. But it's like it's. It, it was weird at first to not have J-Fod around because he'd been there, like yeah. from the beginning. Like he was there before I was even there. <laughs> he was there yeah. literally from the start, you know. Um, but and he's a he's a presence. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was like. That's why it was he's weird because he's like he's definitely a presence and like not just like on our you know, um, our show, but like it, around the office, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's very noticeable to everybody who worked, no matter what show they were on yeah. <laughs> when he was there. So you can all, yeah. And this is your, like, this is what you, I think I remember when you first got it, like you were very, uh, pretty excited about it. I mean, it's, I think it's one of the two posts that you always have like a funny joke here and there, but Two posts I remember, uh, like Facebook posts from you, are the the one about um, leaving your job and and going to like your dream job, mm -hmm. and the Santa Claus uh, uh, picture when you were a kid. <laughs> That's um, the one everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two are the most memorable. But um, so this is like this is kind of your your dream job here. Yeah, I mean it combines. Yeah you know, what I went to school for and, you know, what my side hustle was. What your side, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, which is, yeah. which is crazy, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if I'm lucky, I'll, you know, be able to, you know, get other gigs that are similar like that or are able to, you know, use, you know, use what I actually got my degree. Which you've from. learned. Yeah, yeah. learned, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously I know that's like, not guaranteed because the world of television is extremely 
you know, subjective and I, I don't know what the hell mm. will happen years from hey, now, especially with what's going on now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how many black uh, funny anchors are there? Like how many, you know what I mean? I, th I think the, the television or quote unquote television, the entertainment industry, they're always looking for the, the, you know, the, the next audience or the next thing or right. the, the thing. So, you know, I think we're always in short anyway, we're always like limited as far as black comedians that do news stuff. We're right. always like uh, the minority. We're always the minority anyway, but right. um, so, I mean, if you're funny, if you, I would, I would try to uh, go for it. Like, what would you, where would you want to go? Would you, do you think you'd want to do a daily show or would you want to do like a John Oliver type show? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think something like, something like John Oliver would probably be more best fitted for me. I, you know, the thing that I fear about like a daily with a daily show is like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would like crumble under that type of pressure because like what I do oh. now is weekly, you know, yeah. and, and it, it takes a while, you know, just to develop some of the things that, you know, a lot of people have seen me post on Facebook or snippets of on Instagram or whatever, you know, yeah. like that takes a lot of energy too, energy too but I feel like be because of the type of work I do in this show, on redacted, it would be more well fitted for something like John Oliver, where you have, you know, this amount of time allotted to like this one thing. I mean, not to, not to say that there aren't, you know, some other, you know, subdivisions or whatever like of, of that subject, but you know, mm -hmm. like, but uh, I think that's kind of the good thing about a show is that it you know allows you to get in depth on this like one topic for like 20 minutes and like not that I'm talking for 20 minutes but my segments tend to run kind of long because I write a lot you know like yeah. I'll end up technically for tv they're only supposed to be like four minutes and 15 seconds long and when I write the whole thing and put it in like we have like this uh uh this script oh god what's what's content yeah strip content management system called the lead mm -hmm. right well i put it in there and it'll time it out and it'll tell you like how long it would take for a, a normal person talking at some type of some type of cadence predetermined yeah, yeah um how long it's going to take and, it, and my stuff would always run around like six minutes and i'm just like yeah you still have to cut it for tv so it's like it's um that's the, the thing that um, it, that's also been interesting or a skill that I've had to develop is like self-editing and being like, how badly yeah. do you want this joke? Like how bad? And then also you have to cut it in a way that the rest of the shit makes sense. So you, you, you yeah. can't cut anything that's going to lose any type of continuity in story or, or, um, or lack background or context or anything like that. So that has definitely been a challenge for someone who's like, and then I like put it yeah. in the thing and I'm like oh shit um because it's around it's allowed to run as long as you want like on the on the web it's just it's got to be cut down for tv so you know so making those decisions kind of hurt sometimes because you're going to be and and but sometimes it was easier when we had a studio audience like obviously we don't have that right now because of what's going yeah. on god knows the next time we're going to have it because i think that's a huge liability probably um yeah. but especially uh, in dc i mean yeah so um, big city 
exactly. So, um, but that was sometimes helpful when we had an audience because when I had to cut stuff for TV, I could be like, oh, well, they didn't like that joke as much, so that can go. Or, yeah, that, exactly. or that got like a huge pop, so like that has to stay in, you know? Yeah. That made it easier, but now I don't have any of, I don't have any audience to bounce stuff yeah. off with anymore, you know? So it's really just kind of me like, um, I mean, sometimes the, the editor, because we primarily are working with the, the same editor, like all of us, like on any type of pre-recorded package or something. And yeah, and like anytime I see him chuckle at stuff or, or laugh, I'm just like, okay, that, that, that part has to stay in. Because he, yeah. he has a pretty good like sense of humor, you know, and yeah. he's been working on our, like way before I was working on Redacted, he's been working on our packages and honestly prefers working on our stuff because he gets to be a little bit more creative um, mm -hmm. as opposed to just literally just cutting a sock for a reporter or an anchor or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, well, so when you guys, you cut it before you actually shoot it or do you shoot it at whatever length it is and then cut it out after? Yeah, we, I cut it after. So I, so okay. I film like- So you get to shoot it. Yeah, so we filmed the whole thing on like green screen, and um, and then we and then I work with an editor like because I I'll lay out like an entire script and like say, and I'll have places for like this is where I want B roll over this mm -hmm. or or sot and like all this stuff. So I have like all these commands written out for like when I want when I want certain things to appear when I want right. to play all this stuff, mm -hmm. um, and then we'll just do like the entire thing and then um and then uh uh yoki who's actually the line producer on the show yoki danoff um mm -hmm. i will give him a script um with my cuts after i've gone into the content management system and literally have like highlighted parts and been like yeah this is 30 seconds this can go uh you can pick it up here you can take out this part like if anything's awkward is an awkward cut let me know you know but i try to like listen to it beforehand if there's like a cut that i think might be weird just to make sure that something sounds seamless when he cuts it i mean he's a good editor so he can make if i if i feel weird about something or i feel worried about something he can usually make it work um but mm. but yeah it's literally just like <laughs> like i'm kind of bringing back full circle circle it's not like being a surgeon it's literally like going in and like yeah. just like dig gotta... stuff yeah dig stuff out um uh, and kind of but make it you know kind of neat leave it leave it neat afterwards but. yeah could you guys do like a virtual um test audience maybe so you could see or has that i mean would that be that's a good question um i think that would cost them a lot of money to do it, it okay I've seen like talk shows and stuff because now I'm like here during the day and I normally would never watch daytime TV, but like no. I see like a lot of shows doing that where they'll have like a um, like a flat screen TV that they'll like like position vertically and then they'll put them like where actual real people would normally sit in the studio yeah. audience. Um, Kelly, the Kelly Clarkson show does this probably the most out of anyone I see. Like it'll literally be like a full audience seats of like video monitors and like I don't think we could do anything like that but that's probably like the closest we could probably get to yeah. having something similar to what Lee was doing and I think that would be a little I mean there would have so many things would have to fall in place <laughs> yeah. in order to make something like that work and like sound seamless and 
not weird because even with all the money that Kelly Clarkson has to like put that show or NBC Universal, I should say, not her, but like yeah. all the money that they have to like put that together, like there's still some parts where it's like, yeah, I can hear them, but they hear feel kind of far away. But it's like, but it's something I just like resigned myself to because like this is what we got to do for now until we get like to, until real studio audiences can be a thing again. You know, so I don't know yeah. if we would like that as much, even if like we had the money to do something like that. But I think it probably, I don't even think they would think that's worth an investment unless they could use that across other shows in some way. Cause we were the only show on the network yeah. that had an audience. Like all the other ones were like, you know, news magazine shows or like, you know, or the 6 p.m. news or 7 p.m. or whatever. And so, you know, they don't need people for that, but like ours was the only one that had it. So, you know, that's, so I, I feel it would be hard to justify yeah. <laughs> an investment in that, but I know that technology exists. I just, I don't see it happening for our show. I'd be really surprised. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's kind of the same thing for stand up. I mean, I don't know how much comedy you're writing with this, with the show also, but, or stand up, I mean, yeah, I, I'll have new joke ideas, but I can't, you know, there's no way to to work on them. And then I'm doing shows, virtual shows and some I've done a couple of live shows, too. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, all right, trial by fire. Like, I got to throw this yeah. thought that I had earlier this week out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know you guys paid, but. Here goes I, nothing. Know. I know it's been it's that's the kind of shitty thing about it. It's um yeah, I've done a, a I have written a lot of of new jokes, you know, since yeah. this happened like but the downside is like yes, you don't have enough, you know, you don't have the venues to like test it out. No. And so like when you do get asked to do something live, you're just like I really have been just been like I did it on Zoom a couple times, but this is my first time doing it in front yeah. of like people people and I don't know how it's going to go. Like I have a live one um this coming Saturday in Rockville. Um, and I'm going to run into a similar situation there where I, I think there's like two things that have been doing pretty well on the couple Zoom things that I've done, but I've yeah. got them in front of real people. And so um, I think they'll go over okay, over okay. But I, like, I don't even know, know what type of audience to expect because it's going to be outside. Um, yeah. It's going to be freezing, but it's also still yeah. and like a lot of white people. So I think we might get- Hilarious. <laughs> some people is this the gill civic thing yes yes it is Gil okay mm -hmm. i'm doing that in i'm doing it in two weeks i think okay mm -hmm. uh wait a minute what's this week yeah in, in two weeks so okay. yeah let me know how it goes because yeah anything live i'm like eh, i'm i i, I ask people like well who who is this and how's the show? Like, what's the what's the yeah. deal? Because I don't want to come out here risking my life for, you know, it, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm, the only way I'm doing it live is is if it's outside anyway. So, yeah. um, mm -hmm. so that's the only reason I'm even out here. And also, I it's been a while since I've done a, a longer set live. I've done longer sets, you know, on Zoom, which I, I don't think is like super great because I don't know how like, people's attention spans are for that. I mean, especially if you're dealing with a bunch of people who are probably in Zoom meetings all day. And then yeah. listening to me talk. Like, yeah. like, the, like, the, like unless, unless I make it more like it's a club or something, because most of the time it's just this green screen, which I only really use for 
post-production shit, not when I'm actually, you know, like I don't put up fun backgrounds and shit when I'm like talking to people, clearly, because I would have put it up by now. But like, yeah, I, yeah. but like I, I don't use it for that. So like, unless I'll I- I'll put one up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put one up for you. Okay. Uh, how about this one? This is for me editing after. Yeah. How about this one? Okay. <laughs> Now you have now you have a crazy one behind you. All yeah. right, um, <laughs> but yeah. I see people performing, and I mean, I guess it's a good way to to you could put like your your website up there or just all kinds of stuff if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have I just always have my <laughs> junky um, like all my camera equipment back there, <laughs> and um, you know, but it's. I don't know, man. It's um, it's been a weird time, and I don't think it's gonna get any. I love the fact that we're at home, and we're we're you know we don't have to go anywhere. Right. That the introvert in me is like, like, right. loving it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> just the stand-up in me is like, yo, man, like this is tough. Yeah. Some parts of this, but I mean that the not have a job there's a lot of there's a lot of other things that people that people are going through you know right uh, besides me not being able to tell dick jokes or whatever (laughs) Um, or or jokes about my daughter those are the two that i you know um how's your daughter doing by the way how old is she's good she's six we um i I see her uh what three times a week Mm -hmm. um and then you know she goes she they she goes to gymnastics. She doesn't. Um, they don't let the parents in there, oh, which okay. they never. They don't let the parents in. I don't know if you if you know anybody that ever did gymnastics, but they don't let the parents anywhere near their children whenever they're like. They oh. they put the parents off in the room, and then their kids are out in the gym doing the gymnastic stuff. Oh, that's fun. I didn't, it's, you know I mean, what, I guess it's, okay, I, I, to, to me, that's not, like, too surprising in the way that I feel like any, I feel like I've seen parents who have dropped their kids off for extracurricular things, literally just, like, go somewhere else, or, like, yeah. wait in the car until the thing is done, so, like, yeah. the concept of, like, having parents, like, squirreled away to, like, another part, like, isn't too surprising, but it's weird if it's, like, exclusive to gymnastics (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it you know basketball any any other time it's actually pretty good i mean you you don't have to you don't have to deal with parents if they do something of course they go go to your mom go to your mom you're vomiting you know but any the any interference they don't deal with any interference from the parents they don't they don't mess with us and um you know we get to kind of we we get to see them when they're when they've worked it out a little bit, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, that's true. Mm. But yeah, she's doing she's doing good, you know. Uh, I'm just, yeesh. Are you? Uh, uh, so what's the how how do you, how are you feeling about this uh, this this new guy this new uh, this president guy? <laughs> um <laughs> Biden. I mean what have you have you is is there like a is there a a, a consensus at the at redacted that's kind of like 
eh, we'll take him, you know, or yeah, that's, was, that's was Bernie the... I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody who'd been watching the show even way before I was on it knew that, yeah. like, they were pretty much, like, standing for Bernie, you know? Yeah, of course. Or, yeah. at, least, or at least at least leaning way more toward him or anybody else. Um, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, so I think generally it's just kind of, like, yes, way better than Trump. However, you Always. know, um, an, an establishment Democrat who might mm -hmm. not be so willing to champion like progressive values so that's that's generally been like the sentiment around him even before he was running for president so yeah. um so yeah i mean it's it's at least in you know some of the executive orders and stuff that he's signing is at least encouraging you know at least he's at least working quickly to try to reverse you know the shit that trump did which was kind of yeah. what we wanted him to start doing although you know but then there's also the matter of like where's the rest of the stimulus check and like it's kind of like a balance yeah. of stuff where it was like okay this is stuff you really should be working on and then other and then there are other times where i'm like okay well i also think people need to slow the roll because inauguration was literally last wednesday yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's been less than a well it's been a week yeah now yeah but it's like guys he's is i mean he takes off saturdays i think yeah. saturdays and sundays He's a 70 year old man. I mean, yeah. we gotta, we have to remember this, but um, yeah, signing all of these uh, <laughs> executive orders. Like I actually, that's... I need to like read an art just to like stay on top of it. I need to see. And then there were yeah. other, there was like one Senator, I think it was like Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee who was just like, was like, you, all you're doing is signing executive orders and you can't legislate you know, with a pen and, um, and then somebody like linked yeah. to something like from Trump and was like, you know that he signed 220 like executive orders when he was stopped, yeah, yeah. right? That, <laughs> the, I mean, the Republicans right now are clamoring for a narrative, like a negative, like a negative thing to say. And it's so sad, but also like you kind of respect it. Like that's what you guys are supposed to do. Like you're not supposed to, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not going to be yeah, um, uh, unite the country, all that bullshit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> how about, how about our guy won this time and we just gonna have to, you're just gonna have to suffer through tolerance and diversity for <laughs> four least, years. Well, at least two. In, in at least two, oh yeah. Because they're probably gonna try to, you know, overtake the house or try to hopefully they oh, yeah, that's to true, do that. Yeah. But um yeah. but yeah, I feel like that's all it's gonna be is just gonna be some power struggle. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be people really trying to work together. And at the same time, it's like I don't I wouldn't wanna work with somebody no. I would not want to work with somebody who literally tried to have me killed. I'm surprised no. like Mike Pence is like e even came to the like like there was literally like a, a noose like outside yeah. of the Capitol, like for him, like it had his name on it. And right. <laughs> he had yeah. to act like he wasn't like, a, like you're not upset about that? Like yeah. I would be on TV, like saying some shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> your team, your team tried to kill you dog. Yeah. Like you don't, I mean, <laughs> your team, <laughs> Trump's, Trump's like, uh, like collateral damage almost killed you, like almost got you killed, you yeah. know? He sent his, he sent the worst team 
like the worst coup to to the Capitol, and you almost got killed by him, and that don't bother you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> I guess they are loyal. Those motherfuckers are loyal. It's well, it's that, and then I think some people were theorizing that um, that he might try to run, and I'm just like, yeah. why would you? If somebody had a noose with my name on it, I wouldn't be running for shit anymore. I would just no. be like, you know, I'm done. Like I'm I don't. Know, it's not like politics is not worth my life. <laughs> it's no. Not. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's funny to see them kind of starting to. I mean, Democrats have always been. I mean, you know better than me, but I feel like they've always been like. We'll eat each other. Well, I'm saying we like I'm a like Democrat, Democrat, but yeah, yeah. I lean to I think as a black, we have to lean towards Democrats because they're less racist. Right. You know, exactly. it's like, <laughs> yeah, basically. It's acceptable. Their yeah. racism is acceptable. acceptable. You yeah. Know? It's, it's systemic and like we're we're used to it. It's not overt right. and like it's, yeah, it's not they're not <laughs> trying to kill me. They're just yeah. they just they just don't know shit about me. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's different. But um they we'll eat each other up. We'll, I mean, the the one person that will say something you said, oh, that's uh, that's not how you're supposed to say that now. We changed that whole, you know, uh uh we don't call them trannies anymore. We're supposed it's, it's transsexuals or it's you know, mm-hmm. um it. And we'll eat each other. Right. Republicans will not turn on each other, but nope. they are now a little bit. And the far, far right mm-hmm. is making a stand. Those are the Trumpies. Right. And then the 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 right, the not far, far right, but still, still very racist. <laughs> They're <laughs> racist, sexist, you know. Right. Yeah. Still, still very money. Uh, oriented, they're like, oh no, I just want to uh, control the world. I don't want people to die. Like I don't right. want. <laughs> exactly. That's like all of them, pretty much. The ones that are the ones that are not like super far right or elected by a bunch of people who are far right. Yeah, that's pretty much the rest of them. We're like, no, we didn't want people to die, but we we still want power, and <laughs> we just want all the power. Like yeah. I don't understand why killing. That's crazy. I want people to die of uh working their ass off 40 <laughs> hours a week i don't want them to die by hanging that's i don't want i don't want public executions televised did you hear that did you hear that report that guy did he was in uh QAnon for like um you know for a little while and he was listening to like their recordings as they were talking to each other and it's the you listen to it and you just go, oh, this is what we're up against. Fucking hillbillies that are disillusioned to think that we're, that everybody's a pedophile. Like, yeah. that they think that they are trying to stop pedophilia. Meanwhile, they're, I think they're actually hurting the, the cause for pedophilia because, um, <laughs> All the bullshit that they're putting out there, the people that are actually trying to fight pedophilia, <laughs> like the open cases or whatever, they yeah. have to go at their shit. 
they can't go after the actual, you know, uh, child uh, child traffickers. Right. Yeah. It's like the, trying to like battle with these people, and then like you yeah. can't even address the real issue. Did you hear? Actually, I don't know if it was the the day before inauguration or the night of, where you know, like that whole drama around like Comet Ping Pong, like the pizza place in Chevy Chase, where they thought that there was like an underground. Hillary Clinton. Like, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a whole bunch of them protesting outside of Comet Pink. Like I thought this was done. I did not know people were still coming up to this place and protesting like Westboro Baptist Church. Like it was it looked like that. Um yeah. and then you told them to. Yeah. And then they were outside. This was either the day before inauguration or inauguration night. And then the only way they left was because a bunch of people who live in the neighborhood basically did like a dance party and like just cranked up Lady Gaga music yeah. and then just basically danced them off the property and then they just like walk across <laughs> Connecticut Avenue and left. Like, <laughs> <it's> like wow. <laughs> they left because they couldn't dance. They're like, I'm getting well, the fuck out of here. <laughs> it was like the whitest way to get people to leave. Yeah. Like, it was so funny. They, <laughs> and they were just like he's so confused just walking away. They're like, um, Oh, all right. Like, oh. like oh, they're doing the electric crazy. slide. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's just a lot of people that are that are bored and they need something to do. And just like in the summer, when a lot of people after George Floyd got killed, a lot of people kind of jumped on that movement. Mm -hmm. They're kind of jumping on this movement yeah with their you know whatever energy that they have you know, they think the, <laughs> i think the world is ending and we're all going to end up being pedophiles which is yeah. yeah i just don't know i don't know how you fix that i don't know like i don't want to sit here and be like purge but like i don't yeah. really know how you fucking fix it i don't how do what do you do what do you do <laughs> Don't you get somebody to stop? At least without some type of intense therapy or something, which like I'm sure. Well, some of the people who were coming down there for that thing had money, but like not a lot of people have access to the therapy or mental health services, and a lot of those people need that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I just don't know how you function or or think that you're gonna be able to get by in society, you know and you know, espouse these views and then think people are going to be okay with it. Like maybe if you stay in your little bubble, that's fine. But, you know, I think these people are finding out now that like the rest of the world like thinks they're crazy and like you can, and you're probably going to go to jail for, <laughs> like a lot of people yeah. didn't think they were going to go to jail. I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised that they didn't think they were going to go to jail, but it's, yeah. but it's still mind blowing to me that they, I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> like you, it, like, do you not see yourself? Yeah. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah. They, I mean, they're posting on their own social media. They are, there's no, and it's, it's so funny. It's like, this is the time to wear a mask. Like this is the time, you know, you guys, you have, you have all of, first of all, the guy that had on the six million wasn't enough. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. wear a hood. Wear <laughs> the KKK dog. This is the time to wear that. Why 
you have a shirt on that says, okay, you're anti-Semitic, right? Put on the hood, dude, so we don't see your dumb face. While he's on the phone, he's like texting with the worst shirt in the world on, like, what the fuck? It was like a confluence of like everything that's just wrong with America right now. Cause you had like yeah. these alt-right people, these white nationalists, you know, but then you have like just this overall culture that we all participate in where like we're on our phone. We have to like let Social, everybody yeah. know who we are and what we're yeah. doing every hour. And it was just like a, just a marriage of that. And, but then it yeah. was so fucking like if any one of us had done it anywhere else, people would like, Oh, you you went to the park or the beach? Great. Well, like they were right. there. So they like, were there. <laughs> I I guarantee you, there were people that were like back home in West Virginia or wherever that's that were scrolling through their IG. Like, look at old look at old Earl showing off again. Right. Showing off <laughs> at one of his. I, we remember he's typing in like comments and shit. We remember when you went to Charlottesville. All right, stop bragging. Like he, <laughs> that's what the game is, right? That's yeah. the game is to show a better life for yourself or whatever. Um, those people, man, it's just uh, a friend of mine, uh, we were talking and um, he, we came up with this theory like uh, conspiracy theories, uh, are for people that are living in mediocrity and they have to have something to believe in or like something to, as an excuse as to why am I so mediocre? Why am I so like, eh? Mm -hmm. It's because Hillary Clinton is having sex with children at a pizza place it's because uh black people are are trying to um i don't know what the fear is with black people i think that the the fear is we're we're gonna be the the number one uh or that or that there's gonna be more minority it'll that it'll be like a minority majority yeah. i mean that's that's legitimate that's literally one of their fears is like oh yeah going to which is them, which is going to happen yeah and they can't stop it, you know, right. but this, the, but, you know, having these type of conspiracy theories makes them think they can stop it. And it's like, no, you, you can't. <laughs> this is, there's something you can do. This is what you can do. It's right. like, we're not going to do anything. We're not right. gonna, there's a, it's like, that's, um, I think Neil Brennan talked about like his guilt, the guilt that he felt, white people's guilt that he, they feel for what they did or what they, you know. Right. So instead of guilt, it's, you know how somebody cheats on somebody and then, you know, they're asking you all these questions like, stop asking me if I cheated, you cheated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're afraid of what I'm gonna do to you. Right. Right? So. Yeah, that's exactly dealing. what it is. Like they know, they know how badly we've been treated in this yeah. country really like any person of color has been treated and they don't want the same thing to happen to them. And yeah. so I think that's the fear is like, oh, if it becomes an already majority, then like, we're gonna, I don't know what they think we're gonna do, but you know, I, so that's no. what conspiracy is for. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. 
Okay. Um, last last thing, and I'll let you go. Uh, we got Biden signing all of these um, executive orders. He signed one that is going to help out with the. Um, I think the word that they're using is not balance, uh, but it leads me to believe that at some point there's going to be a, another reparations conversation. Oh, okay. I didn't even hear and that. And no, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing a, you know, oh, oh, well, if he uh, starts to lose, gotcha. you know, cause Biden's been trying to be president for like 30 years, maybe <laughs> more, right? Yeah. So if he starts to feel like, oh, I'm losing you, I'm you, reparations. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> crime bill, dog, I got to do it. I got to do it, yeah. right? So if, repara if reparations was on the table, mm -hmm. what do you think, as a, as a person who's smarter than me and that works in this industry, what do you think it should be? Because... What I don't I have no idea what the argument is, like I don't know what the, I mean. Um, what, it's funny what because like it be? it's um so I, I don't know if you remember this comic in Baltimore named Kathy Carson. She like she um posted this book called The Color of Law, um by Richard Rothstein, and it's basically okay. this book about like how basically in a, in a nutshell how black people have been screwed out of any type of generational or multi-generational wealth because they've right. been locked out of like the housing market and so when I you know when I think of like reparations or what that would look like I mean definitely something in the way of like home ownership or something like that I mean it's, yeah. it's not going to make up for the decades and decades and decades where we were locked out of that and were forced to live in like these red light neighborhoods and like all this stuff. But, you know, something, something where like, even after we're long gone and dead, where like your daughter can pass something on to her kids and her kids and pass something off to them, you know, and, and obviously education as well, because we were fucking locked out of that. For locked out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, the two main sources of yeah. uh, uh, wealth. Right. So, yeah. So when I think of a reparations package, I'm thinking like, yes, homeownership, education, investment in education, because, you know, we've always been, you know, working like two or three steps backward from everybody else, like trying to catch yeah. up to other people because our government made it that way. Right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. And even from like supposed, you know, presidents that were supposed to be progressive or supposed to like black people, like they still enforced, you know, a, a lot of those policies that locked us out of, you know, opportunities to own a house and, you know, go to college or get an advanced degree or whatever. So, yeah. so, yeah, so that would be, yeah. If, if you ask me that is, that is how I think it should happen. <laughs> yeah. That's the sensible way for, for it to, for, for it to go down a check. We can't, we can't do checks. Yeah. No, you know, it's just, you know, we can't handle, the two thousand dollars. I mean, like they can't even give us checks now. So like, no, whatever. Gonna, just what was the or just no? Yeah, the <laughs> stimulus check or whatever. Everybody was like buying shoes and shit. It's like no, no, no. This is this is for <laughs> like toilet, like shit that you need. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like <laughs> two thousand. Well, you don't need two thousand um, <laughs> because there's no amount of money 
that's going to be, you know, where everybody goes, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's a good amount for everybody. Yeah. You know, 2 million for the family. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, there's no way to satisfy. No. It, like everybody, there's no way. Yeah, that's, no. that's why it has to be like something, it, it has to be something that disarms any systemic thing that has like kept us back. I feel like that's yeah. the only way out, you know? <laughs> oh, they'll figure out a way to, to stick systemically fuck us over. Don't, yes. don't you worry. <laughs> they, they're pretty good at it, man. They, yeah. They'll figure it out. Um, thank you for talking to me. Where can they find you? Um, yeah, if you uh, want to find me on Twitter, um, I'm at Natalie S. McGill on Twitter. And on Instagram, I'm at Hoot Holler Snap. So H-O-O-T-H-O-L-L-E-R Snap. The reason it was that was because my original- I was going to say, where'd that come from? My Yeah, my original Twitter handle was Little Night Owl. And so I was trying to like brand it where it was like, oh, Little Night Owl, Hoot, like Hoot Holler Snap. And then when yeah. I started at Redacted, Lee was like, you should probably change your handle to like your name so people can find you, which I felt- I was like, I love the handle so much because it is what I, I am a night owl and I am a diminutive person. So I thought it yeah. worked <laughs> just on that yeah. level. But then he, he had a point. So it was like, no one yeah. would be able to find me if I didn't put my full name in it. So um, so yeah, you can follow me there. Um, and then if people want to watch my uh, redacted clips, you know, they can yeah. go uh, youtube.com slash redacted tonight and literally just find any thumbnail with my face on it and uh but, yeah. that, but there's there's literally a folder where it's just if you just want to binge watch me you know the same way like stalkers just like every post you can do yeah. that <laughs> they will yeah, any thumbnail with my face <laughs> on it is me, so. yeah. they're like go on yes. <laughs> <laughs> well i don't need your permission i yeah. will He's like, oh, I've already been doing that. Uh, yeah, I don't get, yeah. That old news, they're like. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much for uh, talking to me. Uh, yeah, it's Natalie talk. McGill. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good talking to you. Um, so that was the close. Um, which part do you want me to, uh, to cut out? Um, we talked about. I don't know about that John F. O'Donnell question. So I mean, we could cut was, that. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, because I was like, I couldn't really think of anything that I, people would have an issue with, or I would. But if if something has to go, especially for Lay, then yeah, that can go. So yeah. Um, what well, I'm more so for him because I haven't seen him. And um, okay, that's fair. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it's, it's normally, yeah, if he hadn't been public about it, I wouldn't have like said anything. Obviously, but. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason I brought it up is because he has has been honest about like what happened, and he ha actually has like a a pod. I don't know if you know this, but he has um like a, a podcast now that's actually centered totally around mental health. Um, oh, so really? Has, okay. Yeah. So he has like guests come on and like talk about their struggles with mental health and or addiction and you know overcoming that. So so he's definitely uh, leaned into it a lot more like after he left the show. Um, um, although he hasn't done a, a pod in a little while, so hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, that's that's just the sad part of mental yeah. health podcasts. It's like, right. oh, you okay, buddy? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, 
And oh, okay, so the part at the beginning is okay, or do you want me to cut that? I mean, it's new that's, for that's you. Not, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll figure out a way to, to frame it. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, are you doing any any other shows coming up? Um, I have a Zoom one um, on the four. Yeah, next next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I think that's four. Yeah, it's one of those improbable comedy shows. Uh, where they they well, they call it the mother of all comedy shows. And I feel like when they first did that show, I could have sworn it was for Mother's Day. You yeah. know. And then, um, and then I saw them use the name again, but then people who were on it, who were clearly not moms, because I would have known that by now. <laughs> so like the, so the lineup is like, like me and Blair who were not moms. And then like Gina uh, and um, Katie McKelvey who are. So I was like, okay, so this is just a name. Huh. It's, it has nothing yeah. to do with like having kids because I don't have them. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm supposed to do that. Um, yeah, next Thursday. And then, um and then there's I, I forget that i have like other stuff happening later in the month you know remember glow butler um i don't know if you remember what's, glow, what's her name? Uh, gloria yeah butler. south carolina yeah yeah so she yeah. um so she has a um a zoom show that i'm doing at the end of the end of february it's not february. okay yeah so like the 27th i think i'm supposed to do her show and then um nice yeah, but uh, but yeah, those are the only things I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure if I go on my calendar, there's other things, but um, okay. But yeah, it's um, the Zoom stuff has you know been all right. I mean, obviously, it's still not the same as doing it in person, but you know, no. it's been you know, like the audiences have been pretty good, and it's been a way to get more followers on on Instagram and on Twitter. Most more so Instagram than Twitter, but you know, yeah, that chat is an opportunity to like, all right, if you like my stuff, here's my stuff you know my info yep. and then also depending on what how they're paying comics in the show because sometimes they'll give you like an upfront thing and then if you want tips you can put your shit in there so um oh so it's been good for that because if people were actually really like just one random person in one of the squares really liked you they'll send you like five dollars like one time somebody gave me like fifty dollars and i was nice like, holy shit it was like one of um I think it was one of Judah's shows, Judah Freelander. And I was like, oh. um, I was like, holy fuck. Like, I mean, some people are like, that's very rare. Mo most people will be like, I liked you five bucks, which is like, I'm not fucking complaining because that's more money yeah. than I thought <laughs> yeah. the show. It, I mean, you know? but you never know like how much somebody like likes your set in particular. So it's helpful to have, you know, like, I, I mean, honestly, I had, the only thing I really had in terms of receiving money after shows was Venmo. I had PayPal, yeah. but I wasn't really using it for comedy. And then, um, but then I got Cash App earlier this year, mostly just to like give to, you know, when they, when they were doing like those virtual tip jars and stuff, like when that yeah. popped up. So some people only had Cash App. So that was like, if I wanted to like donate to like, like everybody in Wonderland, you know, but some people want to have Cash App, you know, like I'm not going to like not give it to you because you have Cash App. You know? right. <laughs> so I was like, so I downloaded Cash App so I could give money, people money. And then I was like, well, I guess I should just hang on to it because, you know, when I do these shows, like if somebody wants to tip me and the only thing they have is Cash App, then mm -hmm. that benefits me. So, because yeah. I actually like the first time I did, I was like, I'm just going to delete it because I don't know the next time I'm going to use this. And then my dad, Same thing. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, 
So now it's, it's, there's no reason to, at least for now, as long as I'm doing these Zoom things, I'm going to keep at Cash App on my phone because it wasn't really yeah. what I was using at all. So, I mean, I, I got it. Same thing to donate and I haven't used it since. Yeah. But my niece who's 20, 22 or whatever, she, she always says cash app. Like she always, so I was like, maybe I should get cash app because young, like all these young people are right. saying yeah. it, <laughs> you know, um, checks are dead, I guess, or they're just not used anymore. So, um, cash app, Venmo, PayPal. PayPal yeah. Um, yeah. So I just put a little block <clears throat> in the, in the, um, in the chat or whatever, mm. my IG, my right. comedy central clip. And then uh, I'm going to start putting my either Venmo or Cash App, actually. I did, I, I forgot all about that, but I might yeah. start putting that in there. And, and you know, and there are some shows where, like, they'll, like, oh, tip the comics, but what they'll do is, like, they'll put their Venmo in and then ask yeah. everybody to Venmo to that. So it's, like, as uh, long as they aren't already doing something like that, then, yeah, because I think it really depends on, like, are they paying you up front? If they're not, all right, I'm putting my shit in there. If you are tipping people or you're asking people to tip, are you, is yeah, it a big yeah. pot or can I put my shit in there? It's just basically just figuring out what their, what are their, what's their rules for it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, generally most people are like, yeah, put your shit in there because like, yeah. I'm not paying you a ton. I'm paying you somebody, yeah. but you know, not the same as like doing a club gig. So um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you weren't doing it already, I would recommend doing it from here on out <laughs> as long yeah. as the people who are running it are cool with that. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing a lot of privates, so I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't put it in there. Yeah, for yeah, but, maybe not, um, not for corporate stuff, but yeah, but I not corporate, say, yeah, yeah, but yeah, outside of that, I would say like as long as they're cool with it, you know, because generally yeah. they're encouraging you to do that anyway, you know, especially if they yeah. ask you for your Venmo up front, because if somebody is like a showrunner, like doing the tech mm. and stuff, they usually ask that person to put all that shit up there while you're on while you're doing your set. So, yeah. so then you don't even have to do that work, you know, but it, like I said, it depends on the show and who's running it. So, yeah, I kind of hope this continues. Mm -hmm. um, even after we start going back to live shows, I think it's a good way to, to add a little extra revenue. I mean, I agree. If, uh, yeah. if the club can get like a working system and it looks good, you know, people will watch a show that they're um, not at, they'll pay you know, $10 to go live, five to watch it online, so. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's true. Cause then, yeah, you can have, if it's, you know, assuming we go back to normal at some point, if people want to like watch it live, but then they're like, yeah. you know, but people are like, oh, I can't make it, but I'd still like to see the show. So yeah, if there's any way to, as long as the performer is okay with that, you know, then yeah. I think, I think, I think the concern with that is making sure that nobody's recording it like on somebody else's end. You know, like if somebody's watching it virtually, they're not like, you know, <laughs> screen recording their shit. Or something that's that's kind of hard to to tell, actually. Mm. So it, there's no way for us to tell if they're recording us now. Even when we do this, that is a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, but I feel I mean, like a like a I feel like a headliner or something might have an issue with that. You know, that is true. Yeah, yeah. if they're working on stuff, right? I mean. It depends. The opportunities are endless. They yes. are still still terrified though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, I, I'm thinking about, I think I might put this one out tomorrow. Okay. And, um, but I need one for next week. So I'm debating on whether or not I should wait until next week. I think tomorrow will be better just because it's um, Friday and it's, I mean, it's hot. You know what I mean? This, the stuff just happened to you today. So right, yeah, <laughs> um, I think that's, uh, uh, you, you know, that keeps it fresh. So um, I'll see, not CC, what is it? I'll, um, I'll tag you in the, uh, the Facebook post when I put it on Podbean. Okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. All awesome. right. Good talking to you, Nat. Yeah, it was good talking to you. Uh, talking to you too. Got tongue tied there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. Later. And that was Natalie McGill. Natalie can be found on uh, Instagram at hoot, holler, and snap. I know interesting uh name um always funny always uh uh like performs with like a straight confidence it's always like always like watching her um funny comic been known her for years but like we said we just don't talk like long conversations we just never sat down and had long conversations but every now and then we will have like a quick back and forth and it's all, you know, we're always respectful of one another. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, hello, China. Hello, Japan. Hello, um, new listening countries. I want to say hello and thank you for listening. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna learn some languages. How about that? I'm gonna learn the language and then I'm gonna say it in your, in your native tongue. How about that? Unless it's just, Expats. I know one in Australia, Eric. He actually, he's actually been on the podcast. What's up, buddy? Um, listen, man, I, I really appreciate you all listening to the podcast. Um, you guys have been outstanding. Thank you so much. Bye.